0: what's up everybody i realize it's been a minute but we're back and rolling and i should have a lot more coming out soon um this is an episode i did with wendell souza we were at the Reading shoot um shot pretty good this was after the first day i think um And we just kind of talked about what was on his mind. I picked his brain a little bit. Um, Not as long as normal, but we had a lot of fun. Good conversation. Adam Ross jumped in. Uh, Nick Ingham jumped in. I think Matt Tippins jumped in a little bit. So it was a really good one. You're going to (laughs) hear... You'll hear some of the video games in the background in our hotel room for a little bit. And I think I shut the door eventually. But um, we're all just having a good time. And I was mainly talking to Wendell about... Some stuff recently with his shooting. He's really, in these last couple of years, just just been getting better and better every damn day. Um, we talk a little bit about the kind of work he puts in to get there and what actually got him to shooting a perfect 924 round, which I've never witnessed anybody on a 42 target day shoot perfect. I've seen people get very close. not that Not that it's you know, that much more impossible when you shoot a two down round, but, uh, it was very impressive. He did it at the first leg of the outlaw shoot in Lodi. It was really awesome to see. He went on, uh, went ahead and kicked my ass and my partner's ass. We stayed clean as a team. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to get to talk to him and hopefully we'll have more coming up soon. Um, and I've got some other stuff in the works coming up pretty quick here. So, I will keep on it. Uh, sorry for all the delays on this, but we're back and rolling. So I hope you enjoy this one.
1: Well, what's the deal though? The deal is. Well, do I have we're to pay clients. cash? Do I pay cash for these? No. Chinese tungsten weights. Chinese
2: tungsten weights, huh? I told you that China doesn't want my business anymore. Okay, Brazil. <laughs> Try something like that. Did you ever hit up that uh, tungsten supplier? No. In Guangzhou? I uh, called twice and I supposed to call? I can understand you, man.
1: What? you, you got to type I... it out. Listen, I'm not even joking. You, you, have, you have to, ever you know. had fucking Google Translate talk for you? Yeah. No. have. <laughs> all right.
2: We're live. <laughs> awesome.
1: I swear. What's up, man?
2: Uh, nothing, Cody. Thanks for having me <laughs> you on your podcast, buddy.
0: Heck yeah. What are you all laughing at in there? Okay. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Carbon craft
2: bars suck. That's all, I'll do okay, it. here we go. <laughs> all
1: right. um, go. no! Are we recording right I'll now? Be the We're first recording. To say we recording! We're recording! He's just saying that because he just signed an exclusive contract with Size for their <laughs> supplements, and he talked to Steve Anderson, okay. <laughs> okay. and he got a contract for Easton Zorker Hero here's bullshit something bars.
2: I, Here's something I'd like to say. To all those people shooting archery that thinks you, once you win something that you're going to get everything for free, it doesn't happen like that. You can win all kinds of stuff, and even your best friends who own stabilizer companies won't give you bars. You get nothing. You shoot archery because you love archery. Don't shoot archery because you think you're gonna get shit for free.
1: Like there was a lot of stuff that he said that was like true, but there was a couple
3: <laughs> things
2: that were like really <laughs> untrue. I'm sure Carbon really Craft untrue. bars are fine. I, I've never shot them myself, but I'm sure they're quality product. They are made in America. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, we're, we're recording,
2: Rudy. I'm so glad Adam's Come Adam's on here. out, Rudy! Whoa! No, no. No,
1: that's cool. You guys do your shit now. That was, that was the... That was we the need to shut the door? Though. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah come, come on, Adam. Holy Join shit. us. <laughs> well, no,
0: I'll do it. Up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, why don't we talk about that? Yeah? Yeah.
2: I would love to. I, I would love I to. I like what you
0: bring up, kids. Until you said something about that online, Uh nobody's really said anything about that, and you see it all the damn time. When did I say it? I I forget. I don't know, it wasn't that long ago. No? It was a few weeks back, but it freaking cracked me up.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, guys like us, right, we go to all these events, we put a lot of money and time into competing, right? Mm -hmm. Just trying to, you know... I don't know. Be a hero for a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but we we're just surrounded by people like fakes in this sport. A lot of people throwing a ton of logos on their jersey or pushing products that, you know, that they just pay for outright for this image of being a pro shooter. Yeah. It's like I want you guys to know: to be a pro shooter, you got to qualify. You have to qualify to be a pro shooter. No. And nowadays, nowadays you don't just buy your pro card. Uh, and I know guys that bought pro cars that are legit pros too. Yeah. But nowadays you have to, uh, you gotta qualify. And I still know people that think they can just, you know, pay the NFA some money and then be a pro.
0: And to be fair, it, honestly, the qualifying now is still basically that.
2: Pretty, yeah.
0: It's still basically just buying it. It's not hard. It's, it's
2: it's not horribly hard. I think it's, it's just like a It's like you have percentage.
0: to be, what is it, you have to be like within 90% of the highest scoring pro yeah. at the event, which, yeah does take you know that doesn't take a lot especially it's, you know at this shoot or Vegas alone that's like a two ninety average or something yeah I
3: know
2: I don't think you can get a pro qual uh, yeah, a pro card off of Reading but you can get it off of Vegas you can get it off of I think you can get it off of Cincinnati even yeah right uh, I don't
0: want to so. hear their gunshots on their video games the whole time fuckers <laughs> 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 screw you guys. Yeah, it's uh well, I think you can you can use pretty much any major event, any major event. qualifying, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, um, true. Which, but I mean, it, that was a big push from Chuck Cooley, which was really cool. He, I think he was a big push in that making that happen. Uh huh. Um, but I'm sure they're all hoping that that was just the first step, and now we take it a little farther, and you gotta they're gonna up they, it a little. They, I think they should definitely, they definitely should you know. Because I, I look at like our, our outlaw ranking system to mm-hmm. get our handicaps, uh-huh. and I always it's when I bought the pro card I always shot a zero no matter what even after they made the rule, right. and and then these last few years, I thought about taking a point if I earned it or something or if I if I had the handicap that would allow me but then, I ended up zeroing out anyways and. I felt better knowing I went to Reading or whatever shoot and I qualified for the actual zero exactly than so I
2: would. That, that like Rudy Sandoval is perfect example. He won't like he, he shot scores that will qualify him as a pro in the past,
3: mm-hmm. but
2: until he's a zero in the outlaw, he's not going to try to go for his pro card. Yeah, you know, and and uh, Jim's the same way. You know, Jim Padilla, those are two of my close buddies. Yeah, that uh, or even Emerson. So, you know, yeah. Emerson won't even uh, go for it. Well, it, it might be, like, the cost of shooting all these events at a pro, but Emerson could be a pro any
0: day of the week. Yeah. And he, he's just not going to do it, you know, because he's, I don't know, saving I, money. And... The system's fair, I think, for Outlaw. I think it works pretty damn good because it, it rounds it out really nice. Like, if you show up, if you haven't shot for a whole year, if you, you just take that break and you mm-hmm. were – kick ass shooter like you or Rudy or Emerson or anybody.
2: Pick up a point. Right? Yeah,
0: and and you start off the, the outlaw tour with a point, fuck that'd be great. Or two or whatever yeah. you qualify and for. And most likely
2: you'll shave that point off. Right. You know? And it'll feel good. You go back back to being a zero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I love the outlaws.
0: Yeah, I think I think we got a good system and I I want to see it get bigger. I've been talking about it lately. I want mm-hmm. and I I want to see like our outlaw be like as big as ASA is or something.
2: That would be really cool,
0: dude. Everybody hates on the having so many tournaments, mm-hmm. and it's like that's that's going at it with the mindset that you have to go to every tournament. Uh huh. You know, the guys who are who are making big money, they're gonna go to where they feel like they can do the best. Yeah. So let's keep raising the stakes of this stuff. Get outside sponsors or whatever else to pitch in be money. Cool. Yeah. And that
2: was. <laughs> that was the bomb.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to go to a $10,000 payout overnight, but... Right. But, like, if we had a portion back in Fresno, I can I can go around to places and mm-hmm. get up a banner, like the R100 does, and get people to donate cash. Uh-huh. Tell them 100 bucks for your name on the banner, and before you know it, you got an extra couple thousand dollars raised.
2: Yep, and then you got a bigger pot to, to shoot for, and... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, Randy's awesome. Randy Tucker yeah. and Heather Tucker are... are super cool
0: oh yeah they 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 bust their ass between this shoot and outlaw as it is now those guys oh, yeah. they kill it
2: they hustle just so we have uh like an outlet or a yeah. template that we can go out and shoot yeah shoot for.
0: and just i i can't imagine what they go through running all of them mm-hmm. after i just the last two years i've run i i did the money shoot at the fresno safari uh-huh. and pretty much did it all by myself uh the only help I had. And then God was uh, Heather Fight made scorecards for me, uh-huh. which saved my ass both years. She just offered. I didn't even ask. It was perfect. And she made badass scorecards for it. Oh, me. that's cool. Um, but, you know, the questions I would get and everything last minute. And, uh-huh. and then the first just, year arguing with people about what their handicap is. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, we're buddies. I'm not gonna give you an extra point yeah. just because 'cause we're buddies. Like, you know how just
2: convince me. Even in the outlaws there was like that little, you know, something about handicap points, a little snafu that happened like yeah. a year or two ago. And uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that's all evened out now. But
0: I think for a while, people, I think people for a while didn't realize that you can lose points in the season. Right. I think they thought, oh, if I lose points, if I qualify at a higher score at this shoot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bump me up till next year. Right. But right. in reality, the next shoot you're it's supposed to shoot. Ne- it's the next shoot. Off.
2: Yeah, I think, what was it? People were like buying mulligans or something at like novelty shoots oh, and then shooting probably, yeah. like bananas high scores and then not realizing that they're losing handicap points because of it. Yeah. You know? It's <laughs> like, dude, okay, for everyone listening, if you want to be a good shooter, just don't buy, But if you buy mulligans, don't use them. Blam, just yeah, blame to, yeah, yeah. to support the the club or support the people organizing the shoot, but don't use them
0: or save them in case you shoot a zero. Or yeah, something. or if you yeah. throw <laughs> one into the ground,
2: unless you're shooting the uh, Western Roundup in Oakland. where this <laughs> <laughs> one of our kid, one of our people shot their first, one right into the ground, and they were like, yeah, "Oh, just gonna shoot that one again."
0: What a way to start. <laughs> <laughs> God,
2: yeah, but that uh, you know, this shit happens.
0: I yeah, I dude, I love the. The safari shoots, man. And the more I look at all these other shoots, the more I think I don't want to travel to a bunch of other stuff. It would be cool just to to kind of grow this stuff and, and have our own big tour. And, Dude,
2: I'm with you 110%. Yeah. I've, I've done all the other shoots. Uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, you, that, we did all the other. You traveled
0: all, last year pretty big to everything, right? Yeah. And you won.
2: I was going for shooter of the year, and I lost shooter of the year to Connor Sears by like I think like two points I lost to a child basically I was
0: going is it how how did he get it though is it any youth division or uh, young adult uh, or something
2: I think he's young adult but I mean that kid was you know he's a kid. good shooter he's a great shooter and uh I think he was shooting like 27s at the animal round in uh Mechanicsburg you oh, know man. and I, I I totally didn't even think about it bringing a different arrow but it's NFA you can shoot up to a 27 it's totally legal yeah you know and so he was hella smart. He brought a second sight tape, went out, you know, guns loaded, and crushed it.
0: We had a guy at Safari shooting 25s, and it blew my mind. I just I haven't seen people shooting fat shafts that big in outdoor seasons. In yeah, quite I didn't even think about it. But yeah,
2: it's a legit strategy, though. If you're gonna it, go out there to win, you know, it you works. get all your guns together and go out there and go to war. Heck yeah. But yeah, I worked real hard last year to try to be shooter of the year. Yeah I had uh, This is all in the Amateur division Right So I, I did a Had a good showing In Vegas For my You know I shot uh, I think it was Fourth place in Vegas Went to Cincinnati And kind of Shit the bed But then went to uh, The first to go to Classic Placed mm-hmm. third And then uh, Went to Mechanicsburg And placed first And then I also Placed first at Reading In the amateur class Last year Yeah so I shot fifteen twenty nine. I got, got uh, Shot the same score Page Gore oh Page Pierce experienced the uh,
0: shot. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's on track to to smoke that score this year. too. Yeah, she's, she's crushing it today.
2: Yeah, I used to like uh, brag a lot being like, "Oh yeah, I'm just as good as Paige." <laughs> but she's like just leaving me in the dust, you know. <laughs> well, hey, there now. first
0: of all, you seen you've done something that I haven't witnessed anybody ever do. I've seen people get close, but our opening outlaw, you shot on a forty two target day on that first day.
2: Oh yeah. You shot
0: clean. You shot <laughs> yeah. nine twenty four. I got a nine
2: twenty four. That was really cool. Uh you know, I'm gonna say the same thing I've been saying to everyone. It's like we all get lucky. We all have lucky days. I think I'm not a nine twenty four shooter. I'm a nine sixteen shooter. Like I'm I'm pretty much in like I, I could probably put a nine sixteen down most
3: days. Most days.
2: Yeah. And I think I just had a good day. And I think I think any of us are capable of shooting. A nine twenty four, if things just line up right, you know.
0: That's that point where, where people are good enough to notice the small differences in their setups. Yeah. Like, like we're we're joking, or you're joking here about carbon craft bars, but legitimately with with these bars, I noticed differences in in the um, the ones with my old bars that I, uh-huh. even though it, even though I was holding in the dot, the way the shot broke or whatever else. The way I felt like I feel before before it even gets there. i I was holding it at six o'clock in the dot and I know it's gonna drop out low. Right. It, since I changed the bars, those are usually a half inch in at six o'clock. Now. Right. You know, right, it's right. it's just subtle changes like that. Most people want to build a freaking bow nonstop and add every little detail before they're physically ready to notice differences from each little thing.
3: Uh-huh.
0: You know, I see so many people who put this bar this this side this and that on right and, and they'll do it
2: because whatever pro they saw do which it.
0: which is all great but mm-hmm. then they change it every every month or two
2: yeah which they don't know just they're, screws them they're setting they're setting themselves back yeah i think another thing is when you've been shooting for a while like all of us have right yeah you notice things like uh maybe a couple ounce difference in a bar a stabilizer like overall mass weight mm-hmm. just like you know we'll, we'll notice the difference uh, like a sixteenth of an inch in your draw length I know emerson will notice like a 32nd of an inch in his draw length and yeah. uh all these things little things you know you have to tune for feel tune for how you know oh, i'll tell you, how you shoot. the best story
0: about emerson
3: oh
2: <laughs> it late me. i want to hear here
0: in redding mm-hmm. it was um which actually we didn't say by the way we're here at the redding shoot oh yeah yeah <laughs> redding
2: shoot awesome
0: um it was a few years ago when i was shooting with him i think it was the first time i met him adam and i were partnered up it was quite a few years back and uh we were on target two, that, that longer shot in the lower 14,
3: uh-huh.
0: and Emerson keeps letting down, keeps letting down, he's shaking his head. And it's like, What's up, man? And he's like, nah, something's wrong. Something's off with of my tiller. I can feel it. He grabs an Allen Ridge. He sticks it in the top limb, and I watch him. like, He looks like he's about to crank it <laughs> half a turn, but his hand never moves. He just sits there, and he like looks at it. And his hand never moves at all. He did not move it at all. And he goes, that was it right there. That's what I needed. And he draws back and he fires. He goes, oh, I felt the difference. Oh, you got that loving feeling (laughs) back. What
2: the? You didn't even move it. What the hell are you talking about? No, dude, Emerson feels it. That's what's so cool about Emerson. That's a guy who, like, you know, most people, myself included, if I miss a shot, I'm going to look at the bow. You know, if I broke it in the middle, what did the bow do that was, like, why was the bow bad, you know? Yeah. And that's such a novice way to look at things. Emerson will take a shot, and he'll, like, start analyzing, oh, you know, did, where did this not feel good? Was I not strong up here? Was I not pulling hard enough? Like, that guy is like uh, a samurai when it comes to to figuring out how to put arrows in the middle.
0: Yeah.
2: You know? And he's the first guy that, like, won't blame his setup either.
0: Oh, you know? no. No, no. at and all. You see
2: how a lot of, a lot of good shooters, they, they'll, like, never blame their, their setups, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes if it's something super obvious... If there's something super, you know, fucked on your setup, yeah, for sure it's going to tank you, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, another guy like that is uh, Mark Rubio, yeah. you know? Never fiddles with anything, you know, and just pounds shots into the middle all day long. Dude,
0: Mark is a shooter. Yeah. I love that guy.
2: Mark's a samurai too.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's something awesome about getting to that point too, where, where you know you're like, I grab my shots are going off by themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not making them go off.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now it's just a matter of, of how well am I keeping it in the middle, uh-huh. keeping that dot in the middle until it goes off, until it breaks. And it's pretty cool when you know you can, you know something, something's a little off and you can step aside and you know, okay, my shot is exactly the same every time. Uh-huh. That's not changing. So now I can make these tiny tweaks right. and try this and try that. Like, right. dude, Brian Webb was at the practice butts afterwards and I was talking to him. He was messing with his, he's got a third of an ounce weights. Uh-huh. And he can feel the difference in a third.
2: Oh, yeah. And I believe
0: him. Oh, I believe that, him too. That guy, I mean, Brian's I miss, another damn I shooter. The,
2: yeah, Brian's killer. Uh, I mess with stabilizer weights all the time. Yeah. I even got, like, a couple ounces just sitting in my like, quiver pad, like the quiver bag, you know, just, to, uh, just in case, you know. In Vegas, like, first day of uh, Vegas this year, I was, like, putting an ounce on, taking an ounce off, putting an ounce on just to get the feel,
3: you know, something <laughs> I
2: wanted. But, you know, those nerves. I was never going to get that feel. I going to yeah. be a, a ball of nerves all,
0: I'm, all weekend. I'm bad with stabilizers, though, with setting them up because I worry – I worry too much about having way too many options to test out mm-hmm. especially with all the the brackets now that you can micro click in and out yeah. and up and down
2: you got to be able to waste a lot of time on that y- stuff
0: yeah and you, it all depends on how early i get started and then how much time i want to put into that as opposed to other things yeah and that's the other thing we're we're the all the guys with the day job and everything else and yeah you know it's
2: yeah we work nine to five yeah you know so we can't just spend Monday through Friday getting this set up, dialed in, perfect.
0: Right, and that that's one of my biggest fashion fascinations with people, especially when I started the podcast. Was people who do like what you did, and it's like, okay, what's so what? What was his answer? Nine to five, he gets off work, and is he is he putting in two, three hours? Is he putting oh. in an hour consistently? I was, is I was
2: telling uh, a couple people like the. I did not get good at archery until um, I think like a year ago. I've been doing this for about three and a half years now. And um, you know, I I was lucky enough to meet Emerson and he showed me how to shoot, you know. But then uh, there was, the first place I got sponsored by was called Ohlone Archery in San Leandro and it's like a recurve shooting range. Yeah, That's it. Oh, okay. And not like a big shop or anything. And the guy there was like, oh yeah, I'll sponsor you. You know, Even though you shoot a compound bow, uh, you, you can shoot here for free. And it was leading up to that Vegas. It was the, the Vegas that I, that I shot a 899 on. Um, I had just broken up with this girl I was dating. So after work, instead of coming home, I would just go to this shop and shoot from probably 5.30 till 9, like every day, shooting on Vegas Target. You know, And I did that for about four or five months. And then uh, you know, went had a good time in Vegas, but then when outdoor season came around, I noticed that like holy shit, I can shoot, I can hold in the middle, I can shoot better, you know, like it, it made outdoor season so much easier. Shooting outdoors yeah. a lot easier. Granted, it's not orange spots. I was like field targets, was a little bit easier, but right, you know, you spend a lot of time shooting, it could be at twenty yards, and you'll iron out your, you'll iron out your shot, you'll get the feel for. You know, how to get that shot to break and how to get your bow to hold and all that stuff. Yeah. So, that's that's how uh, that's how it worked out for me. And then after that, you know, always getting the, the opportunity to shoot with Emerson. He's always helped me, like, refine things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Help me refine things on the bow. Help me refine things with my shooting form and all that. So, I, I owe a lot to him. Yeah. You know? I owe a lot to him and I owe a lot to... Uh, the owner of uh, Ohlone Archery. Yeah.
0: You know, so. That's pretty cool, man. I know. That's the biggest thing. When you first start, when you have somewhere you can shoot for free, mm-hmm. oh, that's a game changer. For that's huge. Yeah. It's it's so big because you can spend so much money just trying to practice. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: Well, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, you guys know you guys got your, your club, right?
0: uh uh-huh.
2: And that's, like, now Ohlone is, like, recurve only. so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't kind of, I don't want to step over the bounds and go there and, like, right. shoot up there. Nice Ryan R targets, you know? So I just go to the, our, our local club is uh, Redwood Bowman in Oakland. Yeah. And I shoot there three times a week, maybe four times a week if if I uh, get the chance, you know? Yeah. But, uh, that's the way to do it. If you want to get better, if you want to get better at archery, shoot archery. Yeah. You know? Maybe go find some experienced guys you know, like you guys and, uh
0: along it's always I, that's one of the best things is always get to know your idols in whatever the sport is and whatever you want to call them the people that you look at and go damn I want to shoot like them yeah you can go talk to them yeah that's the best part about archery you send them a message on facebook because they're not you know most every one of them almost is going to yeah. hit you back up and help yeah. you out or you, rarely,
2: you rarely find assholes in the sport no you know
0: no, that's... The ones that are there, they stand out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's... I've... The the whole thing with practice and everything is always interesting to me, too, and I've been trying to figure out the, the sweet spot. Because I have my ups and downs a lot, too, trying to... Score-wise, you know, I'll have my 9-18 days and then uh-huh. back down to 9-10s, and those get frustrating, and... But... It's like... A, I don't know. I tried... I think the most important thing when you're starting is to learn to get that clean execution. Uh-huh. Like, just non-controlled clean execution. At least for me. I can't... I Obviously, there's a lot of really top guys who clearly control their shot. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, they don't feel the panic I feel if I try and control a shot. Right. So... If, if you can do it, you can do it, that's great. But I think I think when you go through the time it takes, the hours a day of training to teach yourself that shot,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I kind of feel like you can shave it back a little bit and focus more on detailed things that you want to work on, you know and, yeah and, and I agree. I don't know. I, I always try and figure out what works best too just because like we were saying, you got a nine to five, you finish work,
2: yeah, you only got, got a couple hours. You got a
0: girlfriend now. You yeah. got you know yeah, right? now that before, yeah. that's time that you gotta dedicate. And me, I got a kid and wife, and I gotta do all that mm-hmm. and make sure all you know all that gets done first. Plus, I'm trying to work out all the time.
2: Oh and, yeah, and I like, see that. Oh, you're dude. always on Instagram at the I was gym, dude. It. late
0: night. <laughs> I'll have to wait till the kid goes to bed or something, and, and I'm like, oh man, it, it kills yeah. me sometimes. But I haven't been in the gym at all. <laughs> I feel like I, I'd, I'd get a lot better at archery if I stopped going to the gym, which is kind of funny.
2: Yeah, I felt that too. <laughs> I felt that too. I think jogging helps, but yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to. You know, I was trying to figure out if uh, what makes you strong at archery is like a strong. Uh, like brain-to-hand, like nerve connection or something. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know when you lift weights heavy or if you, like, you know, bench press, deadlift and stuff, I know it taxes that that system. It also strengthens it yeah. in the long run. But if you're trying to shoot the next day, you know, I, I bet you you're not going to hold the same.
0: No, no, not at all. I and mean, What I found, like, I would do... Um, I found basically my shooting itself... i get to a point where if i was consistent and i worked out four to five days mm-hmm. every week without missing time and i added in my shooting uh-huh i would find that um chest if anything except for arms and shoulders uh-huh. it actually felt good to shoot because really? it was like i was stretching out oh interesting. you know so like chest especially after chest days if your chest opens up when you shoot mm-hmm. so that felt great mm-hmm. um arms weren't even that bad it's just once you gotta get past that that first time uh-huh. or if you if you take a break you're screwed because if if you haven't done it for a week and then you go lift heavy again mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna hold at all I believe and that arms and shoulders are the only things for me that that was an issue for uh-huh. I'd ha- I had some shoulder days where I showed up to league and I'm like oh guess I'm gonna blank bail tonight <laughs> I just shoot blank bail along with everyone else but right. other than that if you stay on routine and you don't do something crazy, like I just stick to like a, an hour routine on this app I have that kind uh-huh. of develops the whole program for me. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't tax the system like crazy and work out one thing in supersets or whatever until you can't lift your arms. Oh, that's and it, cool. It kind of works out, you know. Yeah. but you have to stick to it.
2: I would like to. I would like to get into that. When I was shooting my best, I was not working out and I was eating fast food like all the time it was yeah. really bad i think i gained like 20 pounds but the arrows were going in so i was like fuck it you know?
0: yeah yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's that uh, counterweight on the front yeah when you steady oh god it's horrible <laughs> it for me it wasn't it really wasn't about um target archery at all though i was just wanted to be in better shape yeah. for elk season. health and fi- health and fitness yeah right? well hunting season for me mostly i yeah. wanted um and yeah i wanted to be in just general fitness for sure for health and everything else but um once i got into backpack hunting a little bit i knew i needed i needed to stay on top of it because the first time i tried and it wasn't even a real backpack hunt i was just out for a day Uh it kicked my ass and i just in a pack with some waters and shit and being out there whooped on me so i didn't want to go through that again come on out matt (laughs) How you doing, Matt? Good, how
2: are you? Not too shabby. It's
1: beautiful weather,
2: huh? I love Redding. You get to see like the, you know, toothless crackheads. <laughs> uh, yep. Like uh, accenting the scenery here. Yeah. Man, it's not too bad. Yeah, a we saw a large
0: man. Yeah, we address. saw that bearded man in a dress at the karaoke bar no first shit. night here. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> There's another guy, by the way, who's doing what? What you were doing there, in, in, in just a few years, kicking ass like crazy, Matt. Yeah, Try this right. dude is. You're still only your first year in, right? Yeah.
2: Really, you're on your first year, Matt. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Well, you're in with the right guys. You know, I think uh, I think Seneca was telling. You know, Seneca Nunez was saying yep. like, it took him like 10 years to figure out all the all the like misinformation that's like tossed around oh, in yeah. archery, and then after that 10 years, then he was like able to. You know, focus on the stuff that really mattered. And I think if you find the right people, they can kind of cut out all that bullshit that holds people back. Yeah. You know?
0: See, I, for me, the best thing was getting... I got Target Panic, and I just grabbed an Evolution, and I said, I'm not competing against... Un, until I can compete with this release. Mm-hmm. And my first tournament with it was, like, the first time I felt good about breaking a 900 yeah. ever. You know, it was probably almost 10 years ago now, but it was it was so hard to get the shot to fire with that thing, um, and I was letting down two two or three times every target almost, uh-huh. and it, it was killing me. But I shot the whole tournament with that release, got all the shots off great, and I kept using it. I think I used it through indoor season, and then the next year I picked up the hinge uh-huh. because I watched a video of myself shooting it, and I realized. As I'm shooting, my hand was rolling, and I wasn't uh-huh. even trying. It was just doing that. And I was like, okay, let's try a hinge. And then I would settle in with a hinge. I set it as slow as I could, uh-huh. because you're you're putting a lot into that evolution release. Right. And it, it would go off quick. You know, i just settle in, go into anchor, and shoot it the same way, and it would just rip through everything. That's how I was taught to shoot the hinge, too. Yeah. Set
2: it super cold. It's yeah. Like, it's like the uh, big mistake most people that, that first get into hinge just set it incredibly hot mm-hmm. and then they just snap shots off like you know like it's a giant trigger
0: yeah you know you know especially when you use that click and you know how quick it goes off <laughs> yeah if you have that click that i think the 10,000th is mm-hmm. the one that it, it goes pretty quick after the click uh-huh. oh man you can hammer that all day long mm-hmm. and, and hit right on point but it, it'll eventually cause you to not be able to hold in the middle yeah start doing
2: that.
3: Good <laughs> God!
0: <laughs> Scary shit, man. Especially with a hinge. <laughs> did you go through that at all when you started? Any kind of target panic? Uh, yeah. Or did you just kind of start out the right way? I don't think...
2: I feel, I've i heard a lot of different things that I, I've always thought that I didn't have target panic. and that it's, it, it, Either from uh, shooting rifles with my dad or playing a ton of first-person shooters. I've always never felt like I've had a target panic thing where it's like on or off, on or off. Mm-hmm. But I think... I think we all have like now we all have a different version a different version (laughs) of it exactly now that I'm older and been doing this for a while I think maybe I have something but I haven't quite put my finger on it and uh, you know I I feel fortunate because I've always felt like okay there's your pin that's one thing that you control here's your hinge you know or here's your your way you're going to get your shot off you know these two separate things and you just kind of manage these two things at once you know but uh, yeah I don't know Uh, I'm sure I have some form of target
0: panic. I just can't put my finger on it. You know? I mean, well, and I it realistically anything could be it. Like I was talking with uh with Jaden from our shop, Connors, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Him, yeah. He um, so Jaden he I don't know, I'm he's controlling his button a little bit for sure. Okay. He's not hammering it or anything uh-huh. like that. But he also he, he damn near comes to a stop in the dot. Uh-huh. But he was, the other day we were talking about it, freaking out. He was freaking out because he, he comes to a stop, you know, like a 6 o'clock X mm-hmm. in the dock. Yeah. Every time he shoots. I'm like, dude, just roll with it. Adjust it. You uh-huh. know, adjust for it. Because if that's your spot, if you fire dead center, you're still going to be solid in that shot. Uh-huh. And if you can comfortably hold in that spot, Then why not? Dude? Definitely roll with it because that's a target panic. That's not even really a panic. It's just
2: right. It's just it's just where your brain like is comfortable.
0: And I kind of I pointed out to him what he's probably doing is he's probably actually aiming with the the top of his dot on uh-huh. his lens and using and trying to put the top of his dot in the middle of the orange. And that's you know
2: yeah. I've heard of that. There's also, uh, I mean, this is probably not Jaden, but there's also people that don't like having their dot covering something, you know? Yeah. So they got to, like, move it over or, or, or hold just off so they can see the thing they're aiming at still. kind of calms yeah. them down, you know? But, I don't know, it's probably not Jaden.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, the scariest thing I ever heard um, was, uh, I think Paige was talking about it on Bo Junkie. Uh, I know what you're holds? talking about, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, she says it's better now, but like she starts if if she's like at twenty yards, she's inside the bottom of the dot. Right. If she's at thirty yards, she's at the bottom. She's, yeah, Forty she yards, she's it. an inch below. Yeah. It, like, I don't even know how you can set a sight table,
2: <laughs> but it works for. Her.
0: Yeah. She totally makes it work. She know? cleaned it today. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know.
2: Dave Cousins said, uh, "You know, I don't care what you have to do to fire a shot in the middle." Just figure the shit out, and, and fire keeping, in the yeah, just yeah. fire in the middle. So,
0: yeah. you know, I think yeah, I I'm going. I I think I'm gonna go back to what I've always been doing. That kind of got me to the show and got me to a zero handicap and all that stuff. Because I tried to switch it up this year a little bit, being worried of of injuring myself. Because uh-huh. basically, what I was just asking you about and how much you put into the shot. I i was trying to rip the strings off my bow right before when i shot and it was effective it's it slowed my dot down to a stop uh-huh. you know and it was just a crazy hard push and pull uh-huh. and it would get those releases off really clean to the point where i was comfortable i was happy to say at the end of every tournament no matter what i never activated it once it fired on its own every time right um and I tried to switch that up more recently and try to learn how to do a relaxed shot yeah. and settle in, hit the click, and then just relax.
2: And, and relax and, and yeah. let the slack out and yeah. let the shot go.
0: And, and I, I have an issue timing it all. I realized it's what I just said, when, like how I had to spend a couple hours a day training with that evolution to learn how to get that off. Mm-hmm. I got to do that again with this style if that's how I want to this shoot. Style of shoot. I yeah. got to spend a couple hours a day learning how to relax my hand, and because it is tricky to pull the slack out of your hand and relax the shot off and stay on the back wall, yeah, and not creep
2: and not creep off the yeah. back wall, yeah, and
0: then stay still on the front. Yep, it is so much easier to try and rip the strings off. Yes, yeah, stay still on the front and just. That's wait. currently
2: how I shoot. just try yeah. to just jam as much, you know.
0: And that's, I Put think yourself that's between what, the bow and. I I think I'm definitely going back to it because yeah. it was so effective, and. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> and uh, and the click was triggering some weird stuff for me, so Same. I think yeah. I used to shoot with a
2: click, and I used to shoot that relaxed style, yeah. you know? and I really liked it. But every so often, I got hung up on something.
0: Like the click, you would hit the click, and then. I, relax I hit the your click. Hand, yeah, and I and relaxed my hand, and I would up. just
2: just hang there, you yeah, know, and nothing would happen Yeah. But So then I, you know, over the course of like eight months of fiddling with stuff, I slowly creeping the release up faster and faster. I mean, I know I just said that's what noobs do, right? Noobs shoot a super hot release. Yeah. But now I'm at this point <laughs> where I've crept this release back up to being relatively hot. And uh, I took the click out of it, and now it's just, I, you know, I set up my shot just like everyone else would. And I get that shot to go off with the, the you know, a combination of the front and back, but it's a lot of that front arm push that thing you were talking about
0: yeah that it helps so much it's that final thing in the end if you know you if you learn how to put that same amount of pressure on the back Mm -hmm. but i think it's so easy to relax that front just a little too much Mm -hmm. and if you remember to just push it into the dot and then yeah it's like in i remember vividly in my mind it was you know i'm on that back wall everything feels great i'm holding good i'm like all right now push it in there and then boom and go right like it just as soon as you start focusing on on slowing that sight down and it slows just a touch and it's off as soon
2: as you start putting something into it everything starts to steady up a little bit right tell me the best shots weren't just aggressive slamming into the front and pulling but this gradual like a gradual like when you were like okay i'm in there time yeah. to start this off right it's like a slow gradual push pull and those are yeah. always the best shots
0: and yeah they both work together mm-hmm. Yeah, and then occasionally you get the one where you don't have enough on one end Yeah, and it either locks it up or it throws, throws it, it yeah, yeah throws, pushes it way the hell up and out
2: isn't that crazy you always hear like when we first started shooting push pull is like the thing to do mm-hmm. and then you hear guys like Bob Eiler say oh yeah push pull totally works you know that's the way to do it and uh, and you never really like come around to you end up coming around to it on your own yeah you know and you're like holy shit the push pull thing actually does work yeah you know
0: and I I was so worried about coming up with some kind of weird injury from that and I I had started going to a massage therapist Mm -hmm. and the first thing she was like your back is all fucked up it's gonna it's like kinking your neck up and this and that and she told me everything she was gonna do to like straighten out and help me stand up with better posture and Uh stuff And I, I thought, for me, it'd be better to try that. Experiment failed, so I'm going back to the old way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's crazy. So you're pulling with your back muscles. You, you must have, you know, you're all aligned and.
0: Yeah, I mean, I for me, my, my whole thing was I was shooting, I was shooting a twenty-nine to twenty-nine and a half inch draw. Uh
3: huh.
0: And that was actually very short for me, and so I was. I was kind of scrunched up with a super high back elbow. But for me, it was like, it was like preloading, right? It's like, it it was just this tight little ball that I had going in my back and I would come to anchor and I would all, I would know that push and pull from all the time training with the evolution. Uh And I would have so much into my back that I would just let off that peg and then just, just keep all of that pressure and and it got to the point where I had no choice but to use my back to keep all of that pressure. Right. And and the same thing we were just talking about. Just remember to keep that push on it. And mm-hmm. usually, as soon as I'm like, "Oh, hey, you're not pushing enough. Add a little more. Boom, it goes." Uh-huh. I'm like, "Ah." Oh, it was always, it was always already there. Right. See, the biggest, the 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 biggest thing, like I didn't realize how that would transfer over when I started shooting that evolution. The reason I started shooting it is because I couldn't. I couldn't hold in the middle. Uh-huh. I could drive by the middle and get it to go off. Yeah, and cap it, was, it off right, yeah.
2: right, when it's in place. And it was
0: freaking me out. And I, I, sh- I grabbed the evolution, shot my, tried to shoot my first shot with it at a, a blank wall, got it to go off, started aiming at a target, and almost let go of the damn release because it wouldn't fire. <laughs> and I, I, I'm like, okay, I uh, can't do that. <laughs> and it's just like the first time you have a freak out, panic, or you try and jerk it, uh-huh. nothing happens so you let down you I like, go okay well you don't have much of a choice so I just started focusing more on pushing and pulling the shit out of it and it was wobbly bouncing between the red and the yellow and I would just wait and, and, and slowly after a, just a few weeks it started tightening up uh-huh. to the point where it would stop in the yellow yeah and then from there I would get different points of impact based on, on how clean I was getting the execution, uh-huh. because you can get an ugly execution with those evolutions. Oh, yeah. you can oh, yeah. just you can stay stiff on the front arm and rip it off on the back end. Yeah, as opposed we, to pushing and pulling. You can
2: alter the angle of the, your evolution too. If your hands at a different mm-hmm. angle, it's going to come off that hook just slightly different. Right. I, I was getting like, I, I also had this phase where I went through shooting the evolution and had uh, found this exact same thing that you found, where you you know you can. Put a lot of power into that shot, and it will steady everything up. And but then I started, you know, finding out my inconsistencies with my release hand. That rotation sometimes would change the, you know, the angle that that release was at when the shot would break. And yeah, so then I ended up going to a hinge and seemed to solve a lot of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. you know, I I went to the hinge, like I said, because I realized my hand was rolling slowly. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's how you're supposed to shoot a hinge. And I never went back because the button just triggers back to driving by the dot. So it didn't really help with anything, grabbing the button.
2: What's up, Nick Ingham? Nick Ingham's joining us out here. Flingham Nation. Yep. What's up, Flingham? Just here to listen. Can I just say, Nick, not to blow smoke up your ass or anything, but when I was first shooting archery, it was like – so Emerson was like the god, right? And then Emerson just said, like, oh, yeah, this guy beat me at – I think it was a state indoor. I think you shot like a 450 or something. Like a clean 450. Oh, yeah. And we were like, holy shit, there's someone that beat Emerson? <laughs> this is fucking nuts. And it was Nick. And so I've always, like, talked you up like a huge giant around our club. Like, holy shit, that Nick Ingham. This dude's a fucking, you know. It's my first fan. I was. I will never wear your jersey. You know. <laughs> Flingham Nation, Jesus, dude.
3: <laughs> never let down. Yeah. The, Jesus, never let
2: down. Gun. Dude, let down at
0: least once. <laughs>
2: But, he doesn't uh, let down, and
0: he's a bad motherfucker.
2: Nick is truly a bad motherfucker.
0: He is, man. This I've guy's... always talked
2: about you, you and uh, Adam, Cody, and guys like Brandon are always like, I always call you guys giants, you know. <laughs> and that's the thing. A lot of people talk about pros, right, all the big pros. The, all those big pros, are all make-believe. The actual pros, the actual people are, you know, us. Yeah. Us guys here. You go to a local shoot, these are the guys that are gonna put their foot on people, you know? Yeah, we're we're uh, our group. You're, you're never gonna see Dave Cousins at like the B C shoot or no. you know, or uh you know, the Bay Area open or anything like that. But we'll see you guys there. You guys will be there stepping on people. Yeah, you know? And that's what uh I don't know. You that's what I always thought of as like the giants in our in our sport at least in california
0: that's what's cool about it we're we're in our own different world in california for archery truly it's man. a it's a whole different thing out here yeah and I, like i said i'm gonna beat it into the ground until it happens like i want the outlaw to get bigger man yeah
2: that would be really. i want
0: cool. all those indoor shoots we do mm-hmm. it'd be awesome to have indoor outlaw that would be sick now we got a tour year round we can shoot man
2: i know they're trying to they're talking about organizing something, you know, with, like, West Coast and yeah, and everyone, uh, uh, Pacific Archery. They're all trying to put something together, but I th- I know it's all in the works right now.
0: Yeah, it, you can't hate on there being too many tournaments to attend all of them. Oh, hell no. Exactly. It's pick and choose. Who, how, who's that hurting? If it's big enough for two tournaments the same weekend that have huge payouts to have a huge crowd there, mm-hmm. what's wrong with that?
2: Yeah, nothing at all, it's just going to help the sport Yeah. It's just going to bring more
0: people Now, back to the release real quick mm-hmm. You just jumped into that hinge Or what did you do before t- Beforehand to learn oh. to shoot it Because uh, so many people just grab it And basically button shoot it They right. just like roll it off And think that they're shooting it. I hinge. think
2: I did do that when I first had it yeah. Just shot it like a, a giant trigger But uh, of course Emerson saw that And right away was like, no way dude, this is how you have to shoot it he slowed it down to, like, not firing. The way he rolls his releases is, he he put makes them so cold that you know you got all your fingers on. You're in the you're in the very back of your pull, yeah. and it's like right, that last tug with your shoulder blades was what, what going to get it to fire. And so he taught me how to shoot like that, and uh, you know, that whole slack right slack in your shot or you're letting slack out of your hand. That's something he told me, where it's like you you're holding the rope or your hand is a rope and as you're pulling that shot through, you're letting slack yeah. out of that rope.
0: Emerson told me, yeah. he taught me that too, no shame. quite a few years back, yeah, really? it always stuck with me. Yeah, me too. It always stuck because it, it makes a lot of sense. Now here's here's your reverse, how do you shoot your hands Nick? I just relax my hand, I, I can't do that pulling <laughs> stuff, I can't multitask. He doesn't have... push and pull, he just no. goes into his anchor and relaxes. I have to focus on that spot. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I start thinking about my release I'll mm-hmm. drift right off and forget
2: How is your release setup super cold?
0: No it's super hot So mm-hmm. I'm basically drawing back with one finger And uh-huh. then as soon as I get my second finger on there It clicks mm-hmm. And then I just lay my third finger on there And relax.
2: just relax it yeah. That's interesting Yeah. So I've never heard that but it definitely
0: works so He yeah. was talking in Vegas We were talking about that And he was talking about how he holds On the right side of the X ring Nick does? Yeah I'm like, shit, I can't even see the rings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just try to cover all the yellow up and wait for it to yeah, you ever go see Brandon's <laughs> dot? Oh, dude. Brandon and gets like a custom dot. And it still doesn't cover. He right. says it covers just a little more than the 10 because he's shooting like a 10 power. Oh, 10. really? Yeah. Oh, damn. That big that. old dot. Yeah, that dot's like the size of a dime.
3: No way.
2: Yeah. I'm shooting a, I shoot an A power, but I use the same dot all year long. Mm-hmm. so on an indoor you know for Vegas Target it looks like a like a arrow hole you know yeah. so I'm just trying to put that hole over hopefully existing holes in the middle I'm
0: pumped for that guy too man Brandon shot clean today that's pretty badass
2: Brandon's kicking ass yeah.
0: he's been shooting good lately yeah he has been he's been shooting really good yeah
2: he kicked ass at the R100 too
0: Mm-hmm. yeah you guys came down for the R100 no we didn't, didn't shoot you? it yeah. no, I was going to take my dad up to uh
2: some shoot up north, but he ended up getting sick, so. Mm.
0: Dude, we, instead. nobody showed up this year. Really? And, like, not, not the big crowd that they normally get as, as far as the target guys. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, there was even more money on the pot this I year, heard. too. that You know how they do that that one-arrow shoot-off for, like, the top four teams for $500? Uh-huh. It was up to 1000 this year. Oh, damn. Uh, Kerber's heard. won it. Steph and Dan. I saw the that. 1000 bucks on a shoot-off. Stephanie
2: and Dan Kerber. Yep. Badasses. Yeah, and I think the
0: <laughs> yeah the top three payouts were higher. Uh huh. And I think they only had nine teams. Yeah, I heard. I heard yeah. it, was, it was
2: like wide open for
0: which, for people to take. Which is my point exactly. If 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 an outlaw shoot someday overlaps with something else, mm-hmm. if you get that outside sponsorship like they do, and you still have the big money, it just opens it up for more guys to win and keeps yeah. lighting the fire under people's yeah. asses.
2: Yeah. He's making more people want to go in there and shoot more. Yeah. Oh, are Dan and Stephanie gonna come back. They <laughs> um, take a little. They're, little they're, they're taking a little bit of time to just like mellow out and stuff. But
0: yeah, I don't know if they're gonna do any more outlaw stuff. Yeah. At least this year. I mean, they didn't do the first one, so right, probably right. not. But I know they should. They should keep shooting. The first day I heard in R one hundred, they were first place. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Kerber is one of
2: my uh, favorite shooters. He was He's telling me do. like one one outlaw. When I was still figuring out this, like, release thing, he was like, dude, just hold it in the middle. Just keep holding it in the middle. The shit will go off by itself. Just keep holding yeah. it there. And I was, I think I shot, like, a 16,
0: and I was like, <laughs> dude, get the shit works. Just hold it there, man. See, that's it's so interesting that you're doing the same, literally the same exact thing that I've been doing to get it to go off and just waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And do you set uh do you give yourself a time limit or something before you let down yeah or right is it out well, of breath or is when it, it... when
2: it dumps out of the when it bumps out of the spot i'll let it down now so
0: just in you don't you won't push back in
2: uh, i will sometimes but those are usually not successful shots
0: yeah
2: if it if it, if it pops out and gives me that little like oh uh, feeling i just let down and start over again
0: yeah yeah you know it's it's trippy for me when you have like when you, you'll be at like a sixty, seventy yarder, mm-hmm. and oh. you'll sit, you'll you'll hold beautifully on that, make two beautiful shots, inside out, side by side. Uh-huh. You go to like a twenty yarder with a fat dot, <laughs> and you're floating inside that yeah. dot. Like you'll float right out oh to the yeah. border, yeah. man, and then <laughs> float on the back edges, in, right? and then you'll shoot a twenty-two <laughs> on the edges. Yeah, and you're like, what the yeah. fuck? That would have been a solid nine <laughs> in Vegas. What the hell's going on?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that wigs me out, man.
0: I think it's just,
2: I it's a just too today. much space
0: to aim in. You're not aiming at the middle anymore. You know? Yeah. So at that point, you almost need like little ring in there. You're
2: floating all over the place yeah. inside. Yeah. I had a lot of that happen to me today. Cut a lot of lines today. So. Hey, you paid for the whole spot.
0: All <laughs> <Yeah. it's> <laughs> right. Well, what, you ended up four down. That's low. recurve talk,
2: Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I shot like one today. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that,
0: this was my first day where I, every single shot. Felt that, good? That went, Yeah, it felt good. I was holding in there. And every time I drifted out of the spot, I did the same thing. I let down. But other than that, it was solid.
2: That's cool. Yeah, Alan did good. Allen's only three down. Yeah,
0: I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. awesome. Allen,
2: Brunetta. I'm well, happy 20. for
0: him too, man. Me it's too. It's good to see him up there. Alan's the shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Allen and uh, Brandon, those are like the two guys that are always yeah. consistently up top.
0: They really stumped it up. That's true. I've always thought our freaking our outlaw guys. By all means, we should be winning this shoot every year. Some of yeah. us, some some of our teams, or whatever. Like there should be groups of us every I, year. Though I think, to think it's the Vegas
2: effect, man. Yeah. Well, it's to put too much pressure on ourselves.
0: Yeah. Then we come out here and we're going. Yeah, I, you know, time to do this. Is it weird, like? Did you notice once you learn to that that type of execution and waiting for it, like, like the nerves are something different, like, yeah, they don't affect you in the way that you can't hold. It's just like maybe maybe it takes longer for your shot to go off or something like that. Well, I don't
2: know, man. So when I did shoot that, when I did shoot that style, I is when I shot the eight ninety nine in Vegas. And, I, and that very last shot was a shot I missed. Dude, Ross was there. You were oh, standing right there. I was. Yeah, Adam was right behind me. And he goes, uh, I, I missed my last shot. I was so nervous. The bow felt weightless. And I was waiting for that shot to go off. When it finally went off, I know it broke super tall. And uh, I turned around, and Adam was just like, Give me buddy. Give me <laughs> oh, <my> no. <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. that
0: your first year in Vegas? No, that was my second year. Dude, still. My God,
1: yeah. man. You're that's a freak now, dude that was you're a freak. adam was
2: giving me the consolation hug stephanie kerber was crying i was like dog dude <laughs> it's like i just
0: shot a baby get away from me guys <laughs> i got the lucky dog win
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. how do you get your shot to go off adam yeah well, can't tell you what's your shot you process just send today? it i, I mean <laughs> i got a shot process now but what makes the hinge fire uh-huh can i not gonna tell you I don't know if I'm squeezing. I don't know if I'm pulling. It just goes off. That's a lie. Tell so you what, dude. The best, the funniest thing ever. He comes up to me one day in the shop. He's like, "But
0: why didn't you tell me I'm supposed to have a shot process?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh man. He goes. I was talking to Jeff Fabry at the shop one day, and Jeff was like, "What's your shot process?" He's like, uh draw back and fucking send it." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, fuck. I, you know, so what's it wasn't now. Is it four steps? I'm up to seven. Up to seven? Yeah, up to seven. I've kept mine at four. Four? Yeah. Yeah, I I'm up to seven, and it's 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 worked, it's helped. But honestly, I I know I know in my mind 100% I'm a controlled shooter as far as the release goes. Mm-hmm. But I I couldn't tell you what makes it fire. I don't know if I'm rotating it. I don't know if I'm relaxing. I couldn't tell because I never pay attention. I just know that within two and a half to three seconds when I'm on target, name it, it goes off. Okay, so that's, that's. I would almost say maybe you're not a controlled shooter. I think that's the
2: explanation of a guy that knows the secret that ain't giving it up.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
2: You know exactly. If you don't how to know how it goes off. You that are means you're not it. a
0: controlled shooter.
2: You aren't going to share it for the fine listeners of this podcast. Yeah. Just like Mark Rubio knows how to tune a TRX 38, but he won't tell anyone. He's a smart son of a bitch. Yeah. Dude, me and Emerson barking up that tree trying to figure out what Mark does to tune his his Matthews bow. And he's just, oh, you know, shoot it through paper. <laughs> <laughs> Boat it up with some arrows, and then just go out there and shoot the bow. Just shoot the bow, guys. What do you think oh.
1: are thinking it for? Don't give me that bullshit. You can go out and shoot a Nerf gun tomorrow and clean this thing. Don't You're one of that. those guys that can shoot just as good as anybody on the top tier in the world right now. I don't, all of us can. All of us can, if you yeah. want to put it like that. Well, yeah. All of us can, but it's all about clearing the shit out between your ears. Yeah, you have a really good ability to do that. And you look at us guys from Fresno, I and mean, we're, we're fucked up. No, you guys don't. Oh, yeah. You know why? Did you know, I'm not gonna say All of us it's shoot orange the, dots more than anybody it's it's on it's this course. <laughs> no, it's because
2: you guys drink uh, groundwater. Like that, uh, that, the well water you guys got in Fresno is bad for you.
1: You guys get ocean spills and oil spills and shit. Yeah, getting... but we drink out of the hetch hetchy, man. We got the well, cleanest water. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And, and where does that come from? Oh, shit, if I know. Oh, yeah, right. I don't even know what hetch hetchy is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's filtered porta potty juice. <laughs> <laughs> Think yeah. about that tomorrow. <laughs> we should like shit tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. So it's from Yosemite. <laughs> yes. So. So. What's Yosemite? The one in Madeira by our place? or am like I gotta take a pee. I peed in that. But what's you're the Yosemite?
0: main guest here. Adam, no, take over. <laughs> All right. I'm in. Ah. Well, what's the plan going into day two, Adam? <laughs> 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 we're going in
1: for teams. Yeah, now. we uh, after we missed our second point each today individually, we looked at each other and said, uh, "We're just gonna focus on teams <laughs> and ham and agate and individuals out the window." And we basically did that to a T today. Yeah, our individual scores suck, but we smoked it as a team. What about you? What's my plan? Yeah, I'm turning this podcast around. What's up? Cody Priest. Price. How dare you? (laughs) What is your plans for shooting the Trail Classic tomorrow? I
0: think I need to take the click out of my release. And go back to my old style of shooting. Because I think ever since I started shooting this click and trying to do more of a relaxed shot, like the King Flingham over here,
1: so I let me just, ask you, why'd you go to a click in the first place? I don't even fucking know, man. I'm just I'm flipping it around. This podcast basically I went, went from I went Wendell to, to Adam click,
0: to Cody. On, you know, <laughs> honest to God, the reason I decided to try the click and go into a different style of shot was I got so comfortable, I think I got to the point where I was drawing that hinge on the click. Like, so what's wrong with that? Where the click would have been if I had it in. I punched myself in the nose twice before
1: you went to <laughs> like click. just
0: yeah yeah like last outdoor season just practicing and i'm like and i, I, I couldn't get that out of my mind then worrying wish I, wish I, was, I saw that person. i oh fuck <laughs> i was all by myself practicing like <laughs> i feel like such a dick right now i thought myself in the face once have you really yeah i've I never sent
2: uh,
1: a hinge up for my girlfriend to use and i I what a dick really hot <laughs> and it just popped pop myself <laughs> in the face <laughs> never uh never popped myself in the face but i've uh <clears throat> rolled the string off a couple of cans inside the shop trying to show customers both Ooh, oh
0: damn
1: <laughs> so i was drawing
0: and after that happened once before that i never at all paid attention on my hand position when i drew i just drew and trusted it and it was wonderful after it f- prematurely fired on me one, once or twice, I started thinking about it so much that I over it forward when I would draw, and it would take me forever to get through my shot process, right. no matter how fast I set it. Yeah, because but you also just, shot with
1: Bobby Eiler elbow, too. Yeah, but it was a beautiful <laughs> execution. Bobby Eiler, <laughs> Bobby yeah.
0: Well, yeah, so I, I added... Uh, I added like two inches of draw length to my bow too. Uh-huh. To and he was basically shooting
1: out. your draw length like three months ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And he's six foot seven. Jesus. Six foot seven. Math. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> <laughs> yep. just an inch shorter than you are. Baby. Giant.
0: <laughs> 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 no, I think I need to go back to that, but keep the draw length. hmm And go back to what? The no click. The no click and
2: rip the fucking strings off the bow when I shoot. You can also just if you're going to short your draw length at all you can just do it with the cables just do a little bit you know yeah just that to get that little, that little that little edge in set there set
0: the click into your anchor that way when you get into anchor it just clicks well that's what i was doing but it's still you know, actually that's a good point but i need so i need travel i need a good bit of travel after the click so i'm comfortable knowing that i can keep rolling after the click and not
1: right. clicks just timing that's all it clicks for well, you, I, got, right one, I yeah.
0: got one release that goes off pretty fucking quick after the click, and another one that... Is it one that I gave you?
1: I <laughs> it so. be a 6000 click, I'm just saying. I don't know, but... Dude, do you guys know I got a, I got a hinge from each of you guys? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Were they I got, both? I got an HT, HT for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. each of you guys. <laughs> well, the one from me was Aaron's. Yeah, Aaron Davis. Yeah. What you, you gotta have, like, nine of those things. That's the game plan. Hoard them.
2: I didn't know they stopped making them. Yeah, they're going to be worth something someday. God damn. Emerson's ordering them, too. They got you to the show. She I would shooting.
0: Yeah, man. I all thought he was shooting the, what's the one that's
1: more curved?
2: The HBC.
1: Yeah. No, man. I he's, he got, he's got the, the HD the brass. Huh. Yeah. That's always oh. shooting over. So, like, the three that I have at home, I should keep. Just give them to me, buddy. You are giving to me. <laughs> <laughs> I already gave you one. I traded you. I'm taking that well, so, light I, one out of I, your truck. No, ch- you not. Is there a click in it? Ch- no, there's no click. Let me shoot it tomorrow. No, there's a click. You, you just it? turn the moon around, dipshit. That's how all HTML. That's work. a lot of work, Let's man. turn our moon around. Big-ass monkey fingers like this, you're losing springs and shit. I can do that in two and a half minutes. Mm, I don't know about that. You want to tie me? No. What do you want to bet? You know what I want to see? I wanna see you guys flush the fucking toilet once in a while, man. <laughs> I went in there,
2: there was like four shits piled up on top of each other. <laughs> and I know they're different because the <laughs> they're all hey, different colors. Hey,
1: I'm just saying. And the last one's hey, up, the like <laughs> tobacco, Adam. I'm just saying, talk to your man Rudy here. Because He was the last one to use the bathroom. He's like, hey, can I use the bathroom? I was like, yeah, it's not our fucking house. Dude, Rudy, you just <laughs> topped it off, man. He was <laughs> like flushed twice. <laughs> see it until I told you. It wasn't me. It was clean. Oh, yeah, this is going off the rails quick,
2: Oh, good shit, man. Well, thanks for having me on your
3: podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, are nice. you out? Are you rapping? No. <laughs> yeah. So, come on. What's was talking point you You can edit all this dead space down, right? No, no, no. You're not I don't edit nothing, man. <laughs> really? I just... I yeah. just
0: I send it just like Adam Ross. Dig it, dig it. Yeah, let me get some stickers, Adam.
2: Of what? It's the whole send it thing. And now I don't want to start anything. I don't want to start any shit here, right? But I've heard people, i.e., Paige Pierce, say she
0: invented the send it catchphrase. No, she didn't. She didn't, right? A Canadian dude who jumps the snowmobiles came up with that shit. Yeah, really? You didn't even know that. enticer. Oh, yeah. God, that's weak. I are you, you silly, bro? Are you
1: silly? I'm still, I'm still gonna, still gonna send, send, it. send
2: it. Come on, you never <laughs> seen oh, his dude. videos? This is getting so gay. <laughs> <It> cracked open <laughs> and cold. I know, I've wanted, never seen it. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Have you ever
1: been, and do you know what YouTube is? Mm-hmm. Got it. Makes sense. Wait, you guys are telling me you guys literally Google Snowmobile? No, it's just- You're on Facebook. It's on
0: Facebook. It, it gets- it, pops, it got shared all, all over the down place.
1: Yeah. You got some really weird friends if they don't know what that is. Boom. <laughs> he was telling right me all there. about it earlier. Really? Oh yeah, Rudy he knows all about it.
2: Oh well. You're, anyway. You're okay. People are crediting Paige for inventing that. I got deep into that's it, saying dark, Adam invented it. Oh yeah.
1: End.
3: Just
2: reminded, oh. This
1: guy made <laughs> famous. Yeah. Hey, the, the algorithm is all messed up, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big long. You're video. going down a rabbit hole yeah, tonight, yeah, yeah, aren't you?
0: Deep here. <laughs> Wendell just all right, discovered what's, YouTube. <laughs> what's your differences between indoor and outdoor? Oh shit! Is it all the same damn thing for you? Are you talking about my setup, bow setup? No, like, like mentally. The, yeah, well, mentally, and when you take your shot, is it? Are you holding the same way? Is it all? Is it all going now? Do you see? I felt like. It, our style worked good. It good for outdoors, right?
2: But doesn't it's kind work of so a good for indoors.
1: indoors yeah. Yeah. Um, style? Your style? Your guys' style? Well, yeah. <coughs> kind like the push, the pull strings, pull push, pull, rip the yeah, strings the, the, the off. The eight, the uh, $8.99 sounds like it doesn't fucking work. The 899 was done with the uh, relaxed finesse style. I think it's just style. that style... the <laughs> fucking relaxed finesse that style. That push did, pull uh, gets very sensitive indoors.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I call it
1: the sober. sober. Okay, so let the me... sober body. Okay, so you're, you're still recording, right? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. If you shot an 899 uh-huh. in Vegas, and the only reason you didn't shoot a 900 and, and win it is because you got nervous and you fucked up the last shot. I'm not talking shit, but the last shot got fucked up. Uh-huh. So if you were shooting that good then why would you change anything? Um, because,
2: okay, because eventually I end up, I've taken that same style back to outdoors and I'm getting hung up on shots.
1: Well, I can understand going from outdoor to indoor and changing, but uh, when indoor comes back around this year, are you gonna go back to the same way that you were shooting when you shot the 899? I just shoot indoor the same way that, but everything you're saying is correct.
2: Like it, it's definitely harder. Like that, that aggressive push-pull style is much harder to pull off indoors. But I'm shoot I carry that same style. The, like everything stays the same for me, and I'm just trying to make it work. And it, you know, this year it didn't work so well. I, <laughs> I dropped. Know. I dropped two points in Vegas. You know, oh, so poor it's- guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was expecting a little better. You know, you kind of set this bar. Were you pushing pull
1: this this last time? Yeah, dude. But why? That's what I'm saying. If you're shooting so good, and shooting 99 that- as relaxed, that push pull style has been working outdoors. It's, it's been working for me. Outdoors. Yeah, but it's all, it's all in your head. No, it's man. not. It, it should, it, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Exactly. Exactly. Right? So uh, Everybody says that mm-hmm. archery is 90% mental. I i agree. Oh but God. if you're shooting a style of, of shooting and executing a shot, the style that doesn't work best for you, it's not all mental. then. The, so, thought, the
2: thought of changing my shot
1: style just because I'm indoors seems like such a radical change. But if you're, you're shooting right. fucking 900s, why wouldn't you? I never shot 900. Here's the other but thing. You, but, but that had nothing to do with the, the the way you were shooting the release. It had to do with the nerves. Right. Mental. Well, the thing is, this change happened gradual over a long time. I, I didn't just,
2: I didn't, like Vegas didn't end, and then I just cranked up my release super hot, and then just start ripping shots off. This was something that just gradually just happened over the course of like eight months, where I'd slowly, you know, increase the release speed a little bit, tack a little more weight on, you know, to your bars. But you're
1: going from a relaxed to a push pull. Oh yeah, uh, ultimately my style changed from being a relaxed shooter mm-hmm. to a push pull shooter. Was was that not necessarily planned out, but was it designed? No. I mean, is that what you had in mind? Or no. You know you what's just... funny is
2: I did a Dave Cousin seminar, dude, at, with, at the Pacific Archery, and he was saying you got to be a push pull shooter, and he's like, don't be a passive shooter, and I was like, well, this is all bullshit. I was like, you just cater to people to shoot like you, you know? Pretty much. And I was like, this doesn't work for me. And uh, sure enough, like over the course of that, you know, next couple months, I, you know, I still didn't believe in anything he'd said, but I started realizing, okay, you know, I'll speed this up so I don't get hung up here. I'll push a little bit harder to kind of steady things up here, All right. and then, you know, that seemed to work. So I do more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Now the release is super hot, and I'm fucking pushing and pulling like crazy to get that shit to go.
1: But you're not having the results you were earlier. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have 24? A couple weeks ago. Yeah right i don't know that's a shoot i mean he's around but, no, no but but, but hey, no, it's no not. but it's not it's because not. that's all i'm asking is
2: facts so that's but the, yeah. uh,
1: but would you go all the you, go- okay let me ask you this have you ever shot indoor push and pull uh yeah yeah this last year this so last all those
0: 1200 Vegas. rounds you guys were shooting oh yeah exactly yeah. all
2: that style but you know what it took a lot of fiddling with like bar setup you know bow tuning, all kinds of stuff
0: to make that style jive with, you know, well jive it, with your bow. See, here's the thing. The push-pull style for me, when it, the reason it worked so well for so long was because I trained so hard on that that I, I learned how to mentally shoot through that under pressure. I changed my style for indoor season this year and started by, right before we got up to Vegas, started really shooting good.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And... I wasn't ready to shoot that style under pressure yet. Right. And the little things like the click. I hit the click and it would freeze up. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh shit. Because I'm here in Vegas. Dude, I walked into the, uh, the practice arena before the shoot. I shot a 327x. Walked into the shoot and dropped three mm-hmm. points by like the sixth round.
1: pressure. Mm-hmm. Under- it pre- was just under
0: pressure. And it was not even close to the same shot right i shot a completely uh, different right. shot right that's why that's why i definitely want to go back yeah you know to that style and just um that's no. what i was going to tell you too something else yeah. that was really crazy is i shot i shot a recurve for a year mm-hmm. went to vegas huh? i shot the olympic style recurve and all that and kind of figured it out decently i was able to like shoot in the 270s by the Henry time i got to vegas with those little fucking podcast. x10s so that wasn't bad but i got <laughs> what are you doing over there we got you in the background <laughs> uh, but shooting that recurve and learning really how to engage your back and get through the uh, through the clicker on that thing mm-hmm got me to where i i finally i, I stopped shooting it because i was like i got nothing to compete at uh-huh. except for vegas and i shot it i think i shot it at wood lake and i'm like this is not fun on a 3d target course uh-huh. like this it just does not pan out good trying to make a tape with that thing and all oh that. i can imagine and, oh yeah it was a nightmare so i was like i'm definitely not doing this in redding so I think we came up to the end of March or April or something. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go back going to my compound for the rest of the year, and I shot. Podcast. Uh, I shot. This is a podcast, a podcast of a podcast. What? Who we got? Who's on the phone? I can't tell you. <laughs> it's Brock and Henry Bass. Oh, oh shit. my God. <laughs> you no, know, so I went to uh, I went to the Madeira shoot and Hello. just picked it up, threw a sight tape on it, and shot. Mm-hmm. And I shot like a 917, oh, which shit. was the highest at the time. Yeah. yeah. Then we rolled to Reading, and I shot a nine twenty or a fifteen twenty-five that year, which was my highest ever in Reading. Uh-huh. And it just me. off of no compound shooting, coming from that recurve and crossing over. But it was something about something about it, working that yeah, shot through and working through having it through and the back, pulling through your shit. shot. Yeah, yeah. It's that's good stuff. I shot barebow for a
2: little bit yeah. just to um, clear my mind from compound for a little You're bit. Playing what? It definitely helps. Yeah. It all definitely helps. Like, I I make jokes about recurve shooters a lot, but, I mean, there's something to it. Yeah. it's all archery. Yeah,
0: Yeah. definitely. It's all the same damn sport. It's just, it, I don't know, I guess we've got, we've got a lot of recurve shooters, like, down south, San Diego area, and stuff like that, and going to Chula Vista Training Center and all that, but. Dude, there's nothing to compete in out here with that. No, there's just a few a year. Yeah,
2: we're, you don't want. Me I don't know. know a lot of these cool events are pretty compound heavy. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fun. I, I just I can't travel for that thing. It was like, kind of crazy. Just something I wanted hey, to try out. But I'm I think sorry, it helped compound shooting. Okay, a lot. that I wasn't yeah. a
1: weightlifter on
0: American. Hey man.
1: Conditions. You want to take that call somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what you did, Henry Bass. You're always getting us in trouble. Henry. Does just mirrors oh,
2: Henry think everything looks like a dick. Yeah.
0: Like,
2: he thinks everything's gay. Everything's dude. dicks and gays. Just like Buck Heron. He's always like, dude, I was Googling gay porn the other day. <laughs> and then I just said it to all you guys because you guys are so gay. <laughs> That's, That's the so
0: first weird.
2: thing Buck does when he gets home from work is Googles, closes the door, locks it, and Googles gay porn. Just oh, insultless, I guess. Just us. You like
0: this, don't <laughs> <laughs> you? you haven't seen our group. Shit, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't want to see oh, it. Oh, you don't want I'm to see be it. I'm sure be it's nasty. You in on that, uh, want on that to be in too, on that. I don't know. I'm, I was uh, in on one I for a while. I, I don't you know. Add me in now, I guess. In Cincinnati,
2: Real <laughs> Wild sent us a picture of a Henry,
1: Henry, lady
2: with no hey, arms, like elbow fisting some guy. Without an arm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it <was> pretty terrible. Brian
0: Landreth, you pretty much ruins my day. Like, Oh, God. <laughs> One video a day. Oh um, you know we got to jump back into a little bit. Is now what you were talking about. We kind of started talking about and jumped over the whole thing with. I first I gotta say, as far as supplements and. Oh, I love this. This is awesome. And aim size and all that stuff. And first of all, I think there's certain supplements, and I've never even tried aim size, so I'm not throwing shade at them or nothing. But... Um, there's a lot of supplements that are legit. Uh-huh. But at the same time, dude, when it comes down to what you posted, your bottle of hard work and what else practice? Yeah. Hard work and practice. <laughs> that was dude, fucking great, man. If you talk to anyone that can shoot, anyone that can
2: shoot put numbers down, I yeah. guarantee you hard work and practice are the two things that that got them there. Yeah. Not not a bottle of pills. And I'm yeah. not saying Aimsize doesn't do anything. I'm not shitting on Paul Tedford. I'm not shitting on Aimsize. I'm just saying it's kind of sold like a magic pill. And I got a lot of friends that take aim size thinking it's making them a better shooter and it's it's absolutely not. Well it
0: seems like a lot of uh it seems like a lot of the the shooters for it now are selling it like a magic pill. Exactly. Not even necessarily Paul. I think just little, yeah. I think I'm sure Paul would tell anybody and everybody that it's a shitload of hard work and yeah. dedication that got him there.
2: I'm pretty sure Paul is saying like it just helps to be, you yeah. know, have good nutrition, right? Yeah. But a lot of people sell out like, oh man, I can hold steady, I can execute middle now thanks to this little, you know, this little vitamin supplement.
0: And honestly, if that's true, then it and it should be illegal. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, come on. Exactly. Right? Or all all drugs should be legal. And
2: you know, one of the two. The one thing that I'm like kind of disappointed, like, don't get me wrong I love archery, I love everything about archery but there is kind of this like cash grab thing going on in archery and I get it we got to support the, the larger companies to grow, you know, make more products to support more, more shoots and all that but I kind of feel like there's a lot of this cash grab stuff going on within our archery industry which is like buy this, it will solve all your problems buy this, yeah. you will shoot X's all day long and it's like, it's really just practice it's practice and hard work gets you all that stuff
0: yeah yeah well see and when i got myself finally shooting scores i was happy with i i stopped i stopped doing the contract through the shop i stopped i stopped buying the newest of everything every year Mm -hmm. and i shot the same bow for like four years straight Uh until i finally one day was pulling pushing and pulling and shooting my normal technique and i could i could brian i think was standing there watching me and he's like dude you're rolling a quarter inch past the stops mm-hmm. when you shoot i'm like okay i'm outperforming this bow finally right now i'll move on and right, it took four true. years of work with it before i felt like okay this yeah. is legit i actually i i learned something in this four that years that truly is
3: legitimate
2: thing oh yeah like uh The first Outlaw season that I shot, I was Emerson's partner. And he was telling me like, dude, if you're gonna be my partner, do me a simple favor and stop changing shit. Because I was always changing stuff. Like, new release. That's a
0: good way to put that, man. Yeah,
2: new release, new stabilizers, new anything. I was just buying all this shit. And he was like, just stop changing stuff for six months. He's like, give me six months of you shooting the exact same setup. And sure enough, I saw, like, the biggest improvement, you know, right there. And I was like, oh, holy shit.
0: And that helps when you finally want to try something different. It helps you actually see the differences.
2: Right. Versus getting new shit syndrome. Yeah. Or you buy something, you're like, this solves everything. And then next
0: week, you're shooting the same garbage score as you've been shooting. Yeah. You know? It's just... So many things. I'll put the new thing on my bow. And I, I don't... I don't gather an opinion on anything I put on my bow until after a week of shooting it yeah because I'll even even when I jumped over to carbon craft bars the first week I was shooting amazing with them a completely different thing and I'm like this might not be real this might just be my head it just might be the syndrome yeah right that, that knows like like the whole and that that could have been a lot of what I was saying about the recurve too mm-hmm. that could have just been me not shooting a compound for so long that I'm like no expectations, let's just jump back in and see what the fuck happens. Right. You know, and usually that situation works out good for people. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the brand new setup that exactly. they set up a week ago and they just show up. Oh, it's dude. either because you go knowing you can say, oh, it's a fucking brand new bow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the saddest thing because I know
2: so many really nice people that drop a lot of hard-earned money into archery.
3: Yeah.
2: Thinking that, you know, it's going to make them better or going they're going to get their dreams or shoot a score that they're proud of and it's just this constant rat race of working making money buying more archery shit and I'm guilty of it I've totally done it you know I've done it plenty
0: and I would I I I did it all when I was younger and I I bought the hype a little bit and wanted the shirt with all the sponsors on it and everything else and I did it for a little bit and then I realized I feel really stupid not being the best I could possibly be and trying to pretend I represent companies right you know even right. though they just they send me one free thing or 20% off or yeah, some discount
2: yeah on a on a oh, you know upmarked price marked up uh, product anyway you yeah. know what i
0: mean and and not to be cocky in any ways but if i'm good enough that you want me to represent you then you should be giving me what you want for free because I'm that right. helpful to your business or whatever. Right. There's that. So if I'm that good, I'll feel like I'll, I would do it if it's right. something I I believed in, and you know someone said here, you know here's we'll give you two of these every year or whatever, uh-huh. or, or you know and I can actually show up and represent. Uh-huh. Then I would do it.
2: Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. Unless that contract comes around. I'll just buy this, I'll just buy my gear, you know what I mean?
0: But yeah, if, you know, yeah, you don't need to give me twenty percent off. No, I'm, I'm cool. gonna wear a t-shirt and and I'll pay full price for your shit. I <laughs> exactly, love it. and I'll tell everybody how great it is. Exactly,
2: so, you know. I gotta say, dude, I've been loving the Goonies shirt that you wear to That's, my, that's <laughs> my dude. That. That's pretty legit, man. Best
0: thing I did for our true was start wearing comfortable t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> and not the jersey, right? Dude, these fucking jerseys are hot, man. <laughs> oh my god, and I re- I came up wearing the freaking cotton you remember them, Nick? All the cotton jerseys cotton that had closure. the patches on them—those oh, fucking thick. sweaty patches—you you have these big old sweaty spots on your back and yeah. your sides, and that was yeah, so many people just want to—they want to be a few years into it, and, yeah—and and it's have like all those sponsors, it's, they want to yeah. Have that it's such writing. a it's such a niche sport that mm-hmm. no that people probably feel really cool going back to work and saying oh i'm a sponsored archer for yeah all i think these it's 50 uh, companies and i think it's
2: a point of pride too you know what i mean yeah. like when you get that if you get a, a logo on your jersey it's a point of pride and, and you're like hey i'm this good you right. know what i mean and maybe that's not always earned you know what i mean maybe some people just want to fast track it some yeah people, it's not a lot of people earn it there's some it's not even
0: cockiness it. it's just truth it's yeah if you're you know, exactly it's true yeah.
2: But you know, this is a sport where there's a lot of ego. We're, we're battling our egos all the time, and and I kind of feel like that whole throwing uh, throwing logos on, just to get that look, you know, is yeah. all kind of feeding into that ego.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's small as it is. That's I just self-image part of it,
2: though. Yeah, that's true. Because you got to feel pretty good going into the shoot. Right. Yeah. But I mean, if if you know your shit, you can go in wearing a Goody's T-shirt. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just shoot it up, you know. If you know your shot, if you know it that arrow's gonna land behind your pin.
0: Going out there tomorrow, my gardening hat. <laughs> that big old yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's sick. the move
2: right there, man. That'd be sick. But yeah, no, I I just made this, you know, I made the aim size post. Uh I had this idea to do it like a couple weeks ago, and then I did it just just to be funny, you know, yeah. and. uh I, I was kind of afraid I was stepping on some friends' toes because I have a couple friends that represent him aim size. I got nothing against them. And they no, shoot no. they shoot fucking you know, killer scores. You know? Yeah. Alan Brunetta shot three down today. He's a killer.
0: Oh hell yeah.
2: And and uh, you know, he loves aim size and you know that's his opinion. Or, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I guarantee you Alan Brunetta's worked hard to shoot the way he shoots. And he's been shooting that good well before aim size came out yeah you know, he's put down killer scores before he started shooting at, oh you know, absolutely. using yeah. supplements like that so yeah you know there's that
0: yeah you definitely don't want to say that you you don't have to work as hard if you yeah, use this it. because yeah. it's just not that's not there's no truth oh, dude to I got a buddy that. is
2: telling yeah. me he's like I'm on my third cycle of aim size man and I'm like
0: dude what is this steroids cycle, yeah. Yeah, yeah cycle I mean other I I again I could be completely wrong. I've no. I haven't even looked at the bottle, but I'm assuming whatever everyone's talking about with the you're gonna burn that fucking tree down, Nick. <laughs> Dude, we are in red sir. Jesus, what everybody's talking about with the like the first product or whatever, and the Vision product or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, ProFocus and uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I can't remember ProVision,
0: ProFocus, uh-huh. something like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming whatever's in the Vision. <laughs> product is whatever else is out there to help your vision it's a cool idea too and yeah it works that's awesome because yeah vision is a big deal in this sport obviously yeah and the focus I'm assuming it's some sort of nootropic something like that which yeah, are can legit that. and they work mm-hmm. um, and of course I if it's successful keep expanding and yeah now they're using um, you know you've got you've got multivitamins and everything else uh-huh but you Know it's like look at it like uh what that was uh, Joe Rogan says about um he's he owns on it yeah a supplement company and he always I remember hearing his ads and stuff on his podcast and he'd always say he's like I he's like yeah if it's a nootropic he's like you don't have to use ours just you can buy all the shit at GNC that's just true. try it see if it see if you like it because I love nootropics or whatever that's try true. that but I think I think what spawned you probably to poke fun at it a little bit is something I saw. I think everybody saw it just got a little funny is it was like, you know, over the course of just a couple weeks, like 15 people that we're all either know or familiar with Mm -hmm. became one of their sponsored shooters. Uh And I would, I saw like a post that, that said, you know, somebody posted on whatever page it was, target archery, or uh-huh. this or that, a question about aim size, and 10 people, it's the greatest thing ever, use my promo code. No, no, yeah, it's, use, my promo, use uh-huh. my promo code, use my promo code, use my promo code, and it's like, right. guys. Right, exactly. I mean, exactly,
2: exactly. You're not gonna,
0: you're not, if you're getting a little kickback for promo codes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just becoming like a little transparent is yeah. all you know it's cool but you're not you're not gonna make are you gonna be that thrilled if you get a twelve dollar check or whatever for exactly a build. I don't I don't know what it is I'm talking out my ass but no
2: no dude I, I feel you uh, dude I've, I've been talking to people and it's the same thing it's like dude is everyone like pushing aim size like crazy you know
0: yeah
2: and uh you know, it's not, again not talking shit about the product not talking shit about Paul Tedford at all Paul's super cool guy Paul's a bad motherfucker he's a bad motherfucker <laughs> exactly but I'm just saying as uh you know as a guy that works a nine-to-five, you know, I'm, I don't think I can dump any money into a product that's, uh, you know, promising me something that I know comes from hard work. Yeah. You know? And it, anyone, anyone, any, any of those people that are sponsored by Aimsize, I guarantee you, did hard work. Yeah. Yeah. To get where they are.
0: Yeah. To be good enough for a company to say they want to take you on, you, you had to bust your ass. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. And I, You know, if
2: uh, I just if I could tell everyone one thing, is just beware of the, the fix all your problems product. Like there's no such thing. Right. The only thing you, the only thing that can solve your problems is that time in, putting time in and practice.
0: Yeah, and I think too, step, step back and grab grab a setup, and learn that setup inside and out, yeah. upside down and everything. Because it would be way cooler, to win. S- to have a whole season of winning because you learned a bow for two years than it would be to have a contract and shoot a whole different and, setup and yeah, shoot and,
2: dog shit scores dude it
0: kind of like i would be all over i would do it every year if if i could shoot if the bow if i knew the same bow like there wasn't going to be the push to right to that, and, and actually it probably wouldn't be for me who gives a fuck about me I, they probably wouldn't care what I ordered but if if something I like you know disappears
3: mm-hmm.
0: like I'm shooting the Perform X right now mm-hmm. I love that bow and I've just I've added I've done some little tweaks with it I've put my BOMAR stops on there and uh-huh. some other things that BOMAR came up with to really get those bows rocking and if I had if that bow was gone next year would be kind of like fuck Mm-hmm. I, I want to keep shooting this one then. Right. Like, let's not do a contract. Let's right. keep shooting this. I finally got this thing shooting good, you know. It's rough. You can't, It's not It's not that simple to just grab something brand new unless you are that five-hour-a-day practice guy, you know. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Freaking domagoy. I shot a Hoyt for <laughs> a
2: long time, you know. I, yeah. shot, I have a, a PreVail that I still have. And uh, this year... You know, our our shop decided we are going to try shooting Matthews bows. So we all made this little switch to shoot a Matthews bow. Just for fun, you know, and see how it is. But it took time. It took time to figure out how to make those bows shoot. Yeah. You know?
0: What did you say you were
2: shooting before? Uh, A pre Oh, okay, yeah. A Prevail. Yeah. That was, uh, I did, like, a lot of damage with that bow. That's a really good bow. Oh,
0: heck yeah. But, you know, I think all these
2: high-end bows are good. They really
0: are. You just take the time to figure out how to make them
2: shoot. And I'm sure every single bow out there... There's someone punching, punching down killer scores with it, you All know. Right.
0: Yeah. Wow! Ah. Adam screaming at me. You
1: guys still doing your fucking
0: podcast. Yeah. Are you hungry?
1: No, hold
0: on. If you're hungry, come on out here, Adam. No,
1: oh, no, hold on. Now keep it rolling. You guys are doing your podcast. I got a new, a new guest. Uh oh. We got Brock, and we got. Hold oh, on, let me flip the room. So look it. Now we got. Now we got Wendell, Brock. And Henry Bass. Oh, oh shit! Oh, wait, wait, hold hey, on. buddy, here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hit the power button. Hold on. These guys are gays. Aids. What's up, Henry? What's up, Wendell? Did you guys shoot today?
0: No, we just came to spectate. I'm a spectator.
1: You guys
2: just came to spectate? Yeah, yeah, I want you shoot, bud. I shot four <laughs> down today.
0: Awesome. Four down, motherfucker. How about that, huh? That's not that great.
1: How about the hero of the day
0: is Kai, man.
1: Yeah, where's Kai? Where's my? Where's he? He's out singing Hurt at the closest bar. He's at the karaoke bar singing Hurt right now in a straw cowboy hat. <laughs> All right, so we're not we're not going to your place. We're going straight to the karaoke bar. All right, okay. Are you guys really doing a fucking podcast still? Yeah. Jeez. We, we, can done. we can wrap it up, man. Yeah, we'll wrap it no, up no, here not, in a minute. I'm not... Hey, no saying you wrap it up, but I'm going to fucking leave without you and go get food. As yeah. as Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, then. we'll wrap this up. God dang. It's 8.50. <gasps> you know what Is it had? really? Yeah, motherfucker. Oh, you know what I had for dinner tonight? Tacos. Street tacos. <laughs> They're a the size of a goddamn half dollar. Yeah, six <laughs>
0: goddamn tacos. Hey, <laughs> yeah. no, Brave, right? to pack up, come here and do a podcast during the Cornhole Championships.
1: They, they bought a Cornhole set from Tim Burnett.
0: Oh, no. Dude.
2: <laughs> Harry, do you even enjoy shooting archery, man? No. <laughs> God
1: damn. All right. All right, we'll call, you, we'll call you in a minute. Bye. All right. No, I'm just going to get back to your podcast. I was drinking. Okay. All right, let's wrap
0: it up then. Yeah, I know. We got to eat, too. Yeah, I'm starving. All right, man. Cody, what's, what's the final word, bud? Uh, I don't know, man. Well, you, you tell me. I think we got some good info out there. We'll have to do another one, too. Hey, Let's thanks a lot, man. Keep Skyping it or something. Thanks for having me on. Heck
2: yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Adam can kick me down some Carbon Craft bars one of these days.
0: Oh, I think it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, dude. I think dude. I'm going to help him start building some bars, and I'll, uh, I'll just ship you some. Thanks a lot, Cody. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. All right, man.